This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for September 3rd, 2010. In our top story this week, electronic health record software vendors can now begin applying for certification of their applications as qualifying for the Medicare and Medicaid EHR incentive program, now that two certifiers have been selected. Recently announced EHR certification standards include numerous security capabilities that are required. That includes encryption. Federal officials have designated the Certification Commission for Health Information Technology and the Drummond Group as EHR software certifiers. Federal officials are continuing to review their applications of other potential certifiers. CCHIT has been certifying EHR software since 2006 in an independent program. The Drummond Group has tested the interoperability of software in many industries, including healthcare, since 1999. But EHRs that have been previously certified or tested by either organization must now be tested yet again for whether they meet the new federal standards. Under the High Tech Act, Medicare and Medicaid will provide as much as $27 billion in incentive payments beginning next year to hospitals and physicians who make meaningful use of the certified EHR software. The meaningful use rule requires those receiving incentive payments to, quote, conduct or review a security risk analysis and implement security updates as necessary and correct identified security deficiencies as part of its risk management process. In this week's featured interview, Dr. Jonathan Teich, Assistant Professor of Medicine at Harvard University, says healthcare organizations need to adopt clear-cut social media policies and educate staff about how to comply. Teich predicts that insurance companies Community associations and others will join hospitals and clinics in using social media as a new way to communicate about healthcare issues. But he advises that a social media policy should make it very clear that information about an identifiable patient should never be discussed on social media. And he stresses that staff education about social media policies should be treated as a high priority, much like education about sexual harassment, discrimination, or any other behavior with zero tolerance. I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the healthcareinfosecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit healthcareinfosecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. In this week's featured blog, I note that 74% of healthcare organizations plan to spend more on security this year than they did last year, according to one new survey. And organizations apparently are equally concerned about dealing with internal and external threats. Asked to pick their single greatest security concern, They chose unauthorized access to clinical applications and patient data, as well as breach of confidential information. Unfortunately, a third of respondents say they are unable to track inappropriate access to patient records to help detect internal breaches. 
so there's still plenty of work to do to improve security. Not surprisingly, electronic health records are the top IT investment priority this year, according to the survey sponsored by Improvada. With the HITECH Act providing funds for Medicare and Medicaid instead of payments for using EHRs starting next year, many organizations are scrambling to get a piece of that action. It's somewhat reassuring to see that the number two information technology investment priority this year is security. In other news this week, with more hospitals and physician groups considering using remotely hosted electronic health record systems, experts advise them to ask the vendors detailed probing questions about security. Kelly McClendon, president of Health Information Experts, says some vendors, unfortunately, are failing to offer well-versed answers on security. The answers are a little more nebulous, almost cloud-like, he says. When it comes to cloud computing, McClendon says, security risks revolve around not having primary direct control of the software and hardware platform and relying on a third party to manage the security processes. It gets much harder to document exactly what the platforms are and exactly what the security procedures and policies are that are associated with them. As a result, hospitals and physician groups should take extra time to understand the documentation for security protocols, tools, and audit logging, McClendon stresses. That includes determining how the data is stored, how many copies are kept, who has access to the information, and how the data center is kept physically secure. Also in the news this week, all insurance companies doing business in Connecticut now must report information breaches to state authorities within five calendar days, even if the data involved was encrypted. The state's tough action was in response to some recent data breaches which were not reported in what we believe to be a timely manner, says a spokesman for the Connecticut Insurance Department. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.